Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome to the Integratus podcast. My name is Jonathan Franz and I am your host for today, tonight, tomorrow and the foreseeable future. All right, episode 20. We are almost there, but I don't really know what there is because I tend to keep on going. But if you listen to the first couple of episodes of my podcast, I spoke about how... Uh, If you have a podcast and you're over 21 episodes, you're in the top 1% of all podcasts. So uh, I'm not quite there yet, but I have officially clicked over 10 episodes, um, pretty much over halfway from that now, which is good. And I think 10 is the top 21% of all podcasts. And then it, um, it declines rapidly after 21, which is like 1%. So um, I'm going to keep on going because I love, I like the medium a lot. I like that I can show up in an authentic way. Uh, I like that there's no real time restraints unless the ones that I put on myself. And I like the fact that if people are listening and they're repeat listeners, they can get to know me. They can get to understand who I am, what I'm going through, uh, the way I move through the world, the way I think, um, when I work with clients, what's showing up, and and really just generally my experiences and my life lessons that I am going through, that I'm dealing with, and want to share in the process. And do I have one for you, episode 20? Yes, well, it doesn't get boring because there's always something to digest. There's always something to pull wisdom from. There's always something to heal. Uh, and there's always learnings and I've got one. So if you recall and if you are an avid listener of the podcast, uh, a couple of episodes back, I can't quite remember which one it was, but about two and a half months back now, I hurt my back in the gym and I I have dealt with my back and back injuries on and off for about 10 years of my life and it's 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 like it's the Achilles heel for me. I had an injury when I was about 21 years old in the gym squatting 140 kilos went down for my my six rep didn't come up never really practiced how to exit the bar how to like let go of the bar um 
And when I went to come up, noticing that I, I'm not going to make this, and I've gone to let go of the bar, which basically is kind of pull, like let the bar come back, roll off the back, and then and then hit the platform. And I've gone to roll that bar off my back, but my arms have like gotten caught and it hasn't actually come off my back appropriately. And I've twisted my spine to the right and the bar has also twist and compressed and crushed my right side. I <sighs> was in the gym on the floor for uh, for a few hours and... It was one of the most excruciating back injuries that I've ever done. And I definitely feel like I've got some long-term damage from that, some disc damage. Um, but, But prior to that, and I didn't know this at the time, prior to that, I my pelvis hasn't been, it, it hasn't been aligned for a very, very long time time maybe as a child pretty much I'm thinking as a child and yeah I've got a lordotic curve which is like an arching of the lower back of the spine and then also I know my pelvis is actually rotated and since having chiro appointments and further back injuries and understanding the anatomy of my spine and x-rays and and stuff like that I have gotten to embrace um, but also really take care of, of my lower back but every now and then it, it goes and it's a combination of pushing too much, um, worrying and stress and in, in, in internal fear and um, and just not paying attention to the signs. And the, two and a half months ago, I, I, I put my back out and I was feeling great, had a really good workout, was doing a new couple of exercises, was, was going to the edge. And putting my lower back and just my spine in a compromising position, but I felt solid. Went to finish the workout. Um, have gone to pack away and picked up the bar, and then bang, just complete spasm. And this this time it was on my left side, and it really put me out for about two or three weeks. And you know, it started to heal, and I started to come into the state of recovery. On Friday, last Friday, so today's Monday. Uh, only a couple of days ago, I, I did a very similar thing, but on the right side. And leading up to the, the back injury, I could feel that my everything was getting really tight in my lower back. And I was really feeling my sciatica and, and those nerves pulling on my spine, especially my hamstring uh, through, through my piriformis, my glute muscles. And I, it was just... It, it was... It was coming. Something was coming. And I went to the gym early on a Friday before my clients. I had a, I had a, a stretch and I, I was just feeling so old and, and really damaged, like so tired, very lethargic. I felt like I was 80 years old. I, I remember walking in the, in the receptionist. She's like, how are you feeling? And I just said, I feel, I feel 80 I feel 80 years old. Um, so I trigger pointed, I stretched and I felt a little bit better and I, I really wasn't ready to, to have clients that day. But, you know, I had clients. I had a seven and an eight and a group of women. So my 7 a.m. comes and he's like, John, how are you feeling? I said, look, man, I'm a bit very tender today, but yeah, let's let's roll, let's do it. 
and we're doing trap bar deadlifts. He's doing trap bar deadlifts. And I noticed that the trap bar is downstairs. I go downstairs, pick up the trap bar. And as soon as I pick up the trap bar, bang, the spasm again through my sciatica, through my lower back. And I was like, holy fuck, I've done it again. Um, and I'm holding the trap bar and I'm going, shit, I've got to, I'm trying to put the trap bar down, empty trap bar, weighs about 20 kilos. And uh, I, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't even bend my, I can't lower this trap bar. So I kind of put it to the side, I rest it up against the wall, I walk back upstairs and I just say, hey, Daryl, you know, my client, I said, man, I'm in a lot of pain, I've just pulled my back out. And, you know, he's such a legend. He's like, mate, what can I do? This and that. Let's cancel the session. And anyway, I, I go to to take the the necessary action that day. And I cancel the rest of my clients. I go home. I put the heat pack on. I call my Cairo. And, you know, I, I'm so fortunate enough to have a good Cairo. And I get into the Cairo that day. And he's like, man, you've got a bulging disc on your right-hand side. This is what to do. And my sciatica and my hamstrings were just so tight. And so uh, it's rest. It's very light movement. Um, and it's a slow recovery process, but I'm getting there. And I'm feeling better and better each day. However, and the reason for this podcast is that I know that the physical body, the body holds the trauma. The body keeps the score. Um, and as I've grown older and wiser, I am more in tune with my body. That's not to say that uh, I, I don't push it every now and then and I, I don't learn my lesson. I'm always learning my lesson, but this one because it's come so quickly, because it's it's literally been two and a half months since the previous back injury, it's really time for me to wake up and look at what's going on in my life. And over the last couple of days, I have journaled, I have gone into uh, my own wisdom teachings and my own contemplation process to figure out what is happening here. Like, yes, there's something structurally going on and I need to take care of that. But what is really going on here? So I've looked into it and I want to share some of that today and I want to share what I found and I, I would like to... I would like... The, the purpose of this podcast today is for you to understand that the body keeps the score the the trauma and the wounds are stored in the body and the more in tune that we can be with the responses the reactions to the body the more we can set ourselves up for success in the future break old patterns choose a different action that we know that we know is not is going to serve us rather than not serve us and look at these unconscious fears and wounds that are running in the background, that are deep, deep, deep in the body, in the nervous system. And there's a lot of stuff in my nervous system that I'm only becoming more and more aware of as I get older and as I become wiser and uh, as I just do the work. 
So, uh, most of you know, if you keep following this podcast, I'm a big fan of the Gene Keys work, and I am currently in a program, part of the Gene Keys, which is called the Dream Arc. And the Dream Arc is all about uh, decoding dreams and and looking at uh, animals and our interaction with nature as a way to guide us through our life. It is a beautiful wisdom a beautiful teaching and i'm and i'm really enjoying the process the the week that's just passed was was called ritual week and ritual week was all about picking a particular type of animal totem in in 12 in and amongst 12 other animals called the guardians and you know you've got like animals like the lion the lamb the crocodile the emu there's 12 of them and Picking one of the guardians is is a representation for that animal, that totem, to guide this process. It's it's about a three month process, but really to guide my life. And I can pick different guardians, but right now this is the guardian uh, that I felt quite called to, and right now this is the guardian that's going to guide me on my journey, not just in this process with the dream arc retreat this three-month program but over the next 12 to 18 months and uh i felt very called to the the emu guardian and i didn't know what the emu was about but i was directed to it with a synchronicity that i had on the beach with a lizard <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and i shared i shared my experience around that and and what the lizard meant to me but i could see that the emu was actually attached to the the lizard and i i said to myself if this is a guardian right and it was i'm going to choose this guardian and that so happened to be the the emu now last week was the ritual week which is all about really bringing in the medicine of your your animal totem, your your guardian that you've chosen. And because I've chosen the emu, um, it's about me creating a ritual in relation to the guidance around the emu. Now, with this, with this dream arc that I'm on uh, and this course that I'm embarking on, it comes with something called the Animal Codex, which is 192 different animals. And inside of that codex is... Guidance is some of their influences around the world, how they've played a part in in culture, in um, particular wisdom traditions, uh, and animals are a big. We've used animals for the since the dawn of time, for myths, um, for guidance, for representation of culture, um, for rites of passage work. We have embodied uh, animal and human since the dawn of time we are animal and it it this animal codex has guidances influences meanings and certain types of contemplations and considering i was in the emu uh ritual last week and my back injury happened last week i would like to share the guidance of the emu so you can really see that that this is just not a coincidence and and nothing is a coincidence in life everything is happening for us everything is happening to us 
Uh, everything is happening for us to either evolve or not, to grow or not, to heal or not. Here's that guidance from the emu. I am emu, ancient and powerful am I. I blend together both strength and gentleness. And you too must learn how to unlock the great power of the gentle strength that lies inside you. More than anything, now is the time for you to strengthen your physical body. Your physical body is the bedrock of the soul. It is the guardian of a long and well-lived life. Look, at, look to your diet. Look to a new regime of physical exercise. Look to those ancient arts that build internal power and grounding. Take off your shoes and connect with the earth. Lie in the dirt, smell it and handle it. Find ways to bind yourself more deeply to the earth, to Gaia. Welcome it into your life in a way you have never before. You will find anxieties and fears and doubts gently dropping away as my great strength comes into you. Run or walk every day. Make your legs strong again. Breathe, work out, dance. Feel your heart pumping and be gentle with yourself. You need not push your body further than your spirit can handle. Learn the way of balance. To work with emu or ostrich is to come deeply into the body. I will show you the beauty of majesty in movement. I bring a simple teaching that all movement made with presence is as sacred as anything in the universe. Listen to my teaching and learn the secrets of embodiment. I am the great guardian of the South. To work with me is to work with the teachings and transmissions of the Southern peoples, particularly the Aboriginal peoples of Australia, who live so deeply attuned to the rhythms of our mother. Now, uh, reading this multiple weeks ago, I was actually apprehensive because being a personal trainer, I spent a lot of time in the body realm, in the physical realm, building my body, training, healing, moving, helping people uh, do that in their lives. And I'm thinking, uh, nah, I don't know if I really need to adopt the, the physical world. Do I really need to make my legs stronger? My legs are strong enough. But as the times went on and my contemplation deepened, I was thinking to myself, my body's kind of breaking down lately. And I had that, that injury two and a half months ago. And I've also had other injuries, my right elbow and my left knee. And everything feels out of whack at the moment. And my even my digestive system, it just, nothing feels in flow at the moment. Everything feels static and stark and very... Um, blocked there's blockages going on in my body deeply in 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 my body and i and i'm and i'm thinking far out maybe maybe the emus come at a good time maybe i need to pick it so i picked it and last week was ritual week and last week you know i've got this idea of emu medicine is about strengthening my physical body so I, I started doing more things. I started doing some zone two cardio that I've, I haven't done in many, many years. And zone two cardio is basically um, a zone where, you, where I am working at anywhere from 50 to 60% heart rate, max heart rate for 30 to 40 minutes. So I jump on the bike on Tuesday and I, I pedal out 30 minutes or 25 minutes. And I'm like, wow, I haven't done that before. And, you know, I just rode 10.5 Ks 
Um, and then the next day I, I train and the next day after that I have this huge kind of working day, four hours of clients in the morning. Then I go and, um, and I work with a coaching client, very deep, deep personal face-to-face work, transformative work, you know, helping this, this young woman move out of her pain and her suffering and, and, um, and really come into a state of vitality. And she's been dealing with her own physical disorders for since she was 14 years old. And I'm, and I'm in the trenches with this woman serving her. And that's, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. And then I go back to the gym and I've got a, another an hour session with a, with a client. And, and then after that, I'm like, wow, okay, I don't, I don't really want to go home. I'm at the gym. I might as well do something. So I get back on the bike and I do my second zone two session for the week. It's about 35 minutes. I ride another 11.5 Ks. I, I go home and I'm feeling good. And, but I can feel like, fuck, my, my lower back's starting to, my, my lower back's really starting to, seize up here and I can feel my sciatica and that's when I woke up on Friday feeling 80 years old and uh, then I blow my back out and I'm like whoa how about a ritual week right what a ritual week (laughs) here I am trying to strengthen my body right my physical body especially my lower body and boom my back goes out and then I reread the guidance of of Emu, and I'm like, oh my god, like it's the balance, it's it's the unlocking the great power of the gentle strength that lies inside of me, the gentle strength, and I am so foreign. Parts of me are so foreign to this gentle strength that I push. So I started looking deeper. I'm like, well, I've come to a complete standstill. A complete standstill. Like the ritual week in it, in in its existence is over. It's got to take shape in a new way, um, and I'm not able to use my body in the way I was. And I tell you what, injuries have hidden gifts inside of them, and I'm committed to finding the gifts. I'm committed to actually like not not running down this path again. That's not to say I won't have a back injury again, but to look deeper. To really look at what is going on. What's the mindset? What's the energy behind this? So I start journaling. I have a very restful weekend. I cancel a bunch of shit that I was doing. That I had planned to do. I had a workshop on Saturday. Cancelled. I had a client on Sunday. uh, Or at least a new potential client. A workshop session. Cancelled. I need to rest. Cancelled today's Monday. Cancelled my clients for Monday. Hopefully, I'm you know I'm back serving in the gym tomorrow. But 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 I've got to take it slow. So it it completely has re we rewired my my plans and and my energy. So I've really been forced to slow down. <sighs> And as this process continues, I look deeper. And what I'm noticing is that I'm not surrendering in my life. And I'm not trusting the flow of my life. I have been so conditioned 
from my past uh, ancestors, from my own like living family and what's inside of me for so long that the the system and the beliefs that I'm running uh, do not serve me anymore. And my back injury is a sign to look. And, and what I'm interpreting that as, interpreting that as, is my body saying, hey, bro, what you're running, the paradigms and the beliefs that you're running are no longer going to work anymore. And the more you push yourself, the more you hold on to worry and fear, the more you feel like you're not doing enough, the more you work harder, the more you push, right? The more you live in scarcity, the more pain you're going to have to deal with, physical pain. And if I look back at the last couple of weeks, like like uh, some of you might know, I've I've because I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've gone back to the gym, and I've been at the gym for about three or four months now, and I hadn't been in the gym for about three and a half years, and I went on a big discovery, and I entered another business working with with men and and going deep on emotional health and healing, particularly for men, but also women. And I exited that business and I took a big, big period of my life to heal. Uh, And going back to the gym has been so liberating for me. It's been freeing. Um, It's been so nice to hop into a routine. It's been so nice to witness a community, to be around the same people on a daily basis. It's, it's, uh, It's been good for the soul to serve again in this way. And... I've noticed a lot of my old beliefs around my life have come up again. And I haven't been listening to my body. I've been pushing it. and But more than just pushing my body, the fears, the tension, and the fear that's living inside of me is like worry, is um, feelings of not, not doing enough, and then projecting the future. Oh well, if I want to go to Greece next year, I've got to I've got to earn this much money, and I'm not working enough right now, so I've got to get more clients. And you know, it's just fear and worry, fear and worry. I, for so much of my life, I have heard we can't afford that, we can't afford that. Everything that ever gets purchased in my family, like the conversation, really is around how much did that cost? Oh, those bananas were a dollar ninety nine a kilo instead of fifty cents a kilo, and survival right scarcity is so rooted in my ancestral lineage it's deep like my parents basically came from nothing my ancestors that are still that have passed have come from nothing like there were it was wartime where they didn't have enough money to pay for food I mean, and they came from the trenches. So I am still living with that. I look at my I look at my father. I look at my mother. I look at me. I look at my family as a unit, and I go, "Wow, there's still so much fear around money. We have enough money to live. We have enough money to be abundant. But the the mindset is not abundant. The mindset is scarce. Preserve, 
protect. And and pre- preservation is important. We need to preserve, of course. And I'm not against preserving. That's that's how that's how that's how it works. But preservation in fear, preservation in scarcity is actually not preservation. Preservation can come from love, um, and it, and it can come from an abundant mindset. And I noticed that when I when I grip my life tightly, I come deeply into scarcity and it's all revolved around money it's all revolved around not doing enough Uh, it's all revolved around if I sit still if I create the space in my life then I'm weak then I'm lazy then I'm not doing something and I have been programmed to do something doing something is good when we're doing we're good we're working we're progressing in life and that's, that's, I'm not negating that, but I'm also not uh, putting that up on a pedestal because I have in the past. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to stop, to do nothing. In fact, the person that is committed to doing nothing in order to heal, in order to shift their own belief system is fucking brave. And that's something. That is doing something. And this is where I'm at in my life right now. I'm on the precipice of rewiring some deep, deep deep-seated, unconscious, not just beliefs coming from the mind, but coming from the nervous system. It is so deeply ingrained with me. And I'm committed to changing that but it's going to take a huge amount of awareness and a huge amount of work. And most importantly, a surrendering and a trust in the flow of my life and the flow of each season. And I can't compare my season to your season. I can't compare my life to your life. And this is what often happens to me when I find when I get an injury. I'm like, oh, you know, you're young. Why is this happening when you're young? Why why don't you have the energy to do what you want in life? How do you think you're going to build what you want to build if you can't even do this? And there is no compassion. And there is no empathy. And there's no sense of acceptance of I am exactly where I am. And I'm learning, I'm really learning how to operate from a new way. But fucking hell, it's hard. Because I need to trust way more. I need to be okay. Okay with not doing anything. I have to be okay with not making money. I have to be okay with the fear. I have to choose another way because my body is breaking down and the body keeps the score. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm looking at my 
unconscious beliefs. I'm looking at the scarcity that runs so deep, so deep with money in my family. It is huge. It's one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest healing points. And it's like, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the mindset behind the money. It's about the beliefs. It's about the worry. It's about the pressure. It's it's about the nervousness. It's about it's about the fear that lives inside of me. So that's what I'm learning to rewire. Um, I don't even know if I like that language, rewire, breakthrough. I'm just learning. I'm just spitting out language that I have adopted at some level, but I'm trying to figure out new ways because it doesn't really re- like, rewire, breakthrough. I mean, yes, it's happening. Let's just go with that. Anyway. So I'm on a healing journey as always. Um, there's there's one more thing that I want to touch on with this because it was it came out um, when I started to share what what was going on uh, with with my back injury and I started to share where I was at physically with people and I I've done it before um, and I've also learnt from it. So telling people that I that I was experiencing what I was experiencing. I, I got a few different replies. I, I got like this from some people. I got really this kind of compassionate, like, Hey man, how can I help? Like, do you need anything from me? I hope you're okay. Sending you love, good vibes, blah, 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 blah. And then from a few others, I got a very different kind of approach, a different um, response. And the, the response the response was one of let me teach you let me tell you what you might be going through and then let me tell you what you should do about it and this often comes from it's a it's a shadow and a dark side of being on the spiritual path, for example. Because when you're on the spiritual path, and again, don't get triggered by the word spiritual path. We're all on a freaking spiritual path. Um, we're all evolving. What happens is that as I look deep, as I become more aware, I understand that everything is is in relationship to everything else. So my back injury is is not a coincidence. It's a, it's in relationship to what I'm, how I'm feeling emotionally, mentally, physically, what's going on around me. It's it's a space to inquire, right? And I that's what I take it as. I, I I used to shut it down. I used to just go into fix mode, right? Which is like fuck, just fix, 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 fix. How do I get over this thing? How do I just like get better now? And then I never used to actually look at. I never used to inquire what was really going on, what was beneath the surface. And someone that is on that path that has inquired before, it's really easy for that other person's ego to come up and use this experience with somebody else going through some pain to educate, right? To guide or to tell and and to basically say, hey, um, what you're going through is, is not great, but here's a bunch of shit that you should be thinking about. And, you know, just to mention a few words, uh, you must dive deeper into the pain. 
be with the pain. Trying to fix it or get away from it is not how to heal it. Forget the story that you put there, move on now. And then, you know, a bunch of questions. Where is it? Identify with it, be with it, you created it. How does it feel? What are you limited by? Who are you limited by? Look inside. And I received, I'm receiving this. And and I'm like, whoa, this is, like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not, this is not serving anything right now. And I have, I've done this. I have done this to others. It's that superiority. It's like, and it's blind. It's a blind spot. I had it as a blind spot too. It's very nuanced, right? To like be like, oh shit, someone's going through this. Oh, hey, I've also gone through this too. Like, it's I'm really passionate about this. Here, let me just make sure that you're doing this, this, and this, and this. It's like, but there's zero compassion, there's zero empathy, and that person is not allowing, not accepting me to go through that process. Even words like self-pity, all you want, all you like, but I'm not buying in to it, right? And, and man, like I'm, I, I, I had, there's no hard feelings here for me. I've done this in my own flavor before to people. And I know that this person on the other end has got a heart of gold and is, is a man that I will be with for a very long time. It's also a new relationship. Like we're opening up new spaces for each other, right? We're able to speak truth to each other. And I'm so grateful that I can actually say how I feel to him. And I did. And he got it, you know, and he can see that it's part of his shadow. So this got me thinking about guidance. Guidance is one of my gifts. Guidance is like, it. that's, <laughs> that's like how I actually prosper in life. Now, because it's actually one of my gene keys and it's one of my gifts in my pearl sequence, which is really like how I move through the world, what I create in my world. I looked at it. I started looking at guidance and I really want, I want to talk about some things here about guidance. Most people actually don't need guidance. They need someone to listen to them. Say that again. Most people actually don't need guidance. They need someone to listen to them. Guidance knows how to be still. You know, guidance is really about being with someone. It's about presence. It's about resonating with them, talking, taking them in drawing their energies into your cells, into your blood, into your heart. This is the deepest form of guidance. Guidance through embodiment. Guidance through non-guidance. Guidance comes from reflection, from pausing, from being with each other, just from sitting in another aura, just from relaxing, even talking about ordinary things together. That's how the invisible truth enters in. That's how guidance seeps through the nervous system. So, the gift of guidance, 
very powerful, comes with a huge and enormous amount of responsibility. But to, com- to actually guide someone, one, it must be warranted, aka that person either has to ask for it or open up a space where that has been that where the where permission is granted and the second guidance is not about telling someone what to do guidance is about allowing that person to be in their process guidance is accepting and allowing and embracing where that person is without judgment, without any projections. This is why the work that I do is so, it's so crucial, so important for me to be clean. For me to rock up and not have any of my stuff in the space. That is a fine art that I refine over and over and over again so guidance must be warranted and guidance is all about allowing accepting and embracing one's process without judgment that means taking off the hat i know where to go taking off the hat i've been here before that's called projection it is an art it is, it, is, it is a deep, deep listening and an understanding and a presence where someone is at. So, I hope this podcast helps to look deeper into your physical ailments, what your body shows up, your body keeps the score, your body holds the trauma, your body holds the gifts, your body holds the joy. And to really pay attention when you give guidance and it's not warranted and you give guidance from a projective state, you projecting your own beliefs, your own experiences on that person and you don't judge and you're being judgmental, right? It's really important to know where to step, how to be, in a space of guidance and listening. That's it. Lots of love. Um, Episode 20, we'll keep going. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being you. If you ever need some guidance in your life, shout out, ask, be there, be there for yourself. I'm celebrating you. I'm vouching for you. And I'll see you on the flip side. Bye. See ya.